Uh, we're a little late today. Usually we're up a couple days earlier than this, but uh, it is. we're recording this on Friday. Mike's been busy. I have been busy do, doing the things that you have tasked me to do. Really? Yes. Of course. What else am I doing? I didn't. I don't know. Some days I do wonder. I'm doing. All, we're working a lot around here. I'm Mark Carey. I'm the media director for the mayor of Quincy, and uh, you're listening to podcast Quincy's City View with Mayor Tom Koch. I'm. We're in Mayor Tom Koch's office right now, on this beautiful, brisk, crispy Friday. So one of your main roles is to do the podcast each week as media director, right? It is. And we're two days late. That's why. <laughs> Okay. Not me. Just, no, you, just your saying. schedule. Just saying. You're a hard just guy saying. to get to sit down oh, for a meeting. That was my fault. It is. Well, no, it's, never, it's always my fault. <laughs> Good but Good answer. But uh, yeah, exactly. We're. I'm looking outside right now, and I, we have the, the people are putting up the lights for the trees. They're preparing for what what's coming on in the a Hancock weeks. Adams Common, the yes. promenade. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's a gorgeous, gorgeous park, and it's well lit. We'll, I'm sure we'll be talking about that in the weeks coming up. Yeah, next week we're going to talk. We're going to really focus on, on the theme of the whole weekend um, right. coming up after Thanksgiving. But uh, it's it's a it's a fun sight to see after, especially after the last couple of years, especially after last year. Yes, it was amazing. Yes. This place is, looks beautiful. I heard from a lot of people. In fact, I was talking to former fire chief Tom Gorman recently, and a great guy. And he was telling me how him and the entire family came up here Christmas night. He said wow. it was mobbed. That's great. I'm yeah. a, I might actually do, we may do that. Yeah, I, I hadn't heard of that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Interesting. So uh, lots to talk about in the, in the future. We're not going to do that today, though. We'll talk about that later in the next week's uh, episode of Podcast Quincy's City View. And uh, today, let's talk about uh, some of the not so, how do I put this? The not so sexy things are when you talk about the road work. But Why do really, you look at me when you say that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean it like, like it's it's important to people, of course, on their own roads. But uh, it, it's not the fun stuff to talk about. Like, like obviously, like what we'll t- be talking about next week and the Christmas festivities that we have here. But the city's been doing a lot, and uh, your employees have. And, and talk about that a little bit. Well, um, actually, I ran into the other day uh, Joseph Dunford Senior. He's the father of the General Joseph Dunford, yeah. and uh, he was a police superintendent in Boston Police for a number of years. Uh, really quality guy. And he grabbed me, he lives on Narragansett Road in Marymount, and he said, I've been on Narragansett Road for 53 years, and I've been waiting for Granite Curb. I finally got my Granite Curb, and the street looks <laughs> magnificent. So he was very happy with it. And uh, that just that just raises the point, as I have this conversation a lot with people, that instead of just painting the roads black and doing kind of a uh, half-blank job, We've decided to go the longer road. Let's let's fix the street so it's good for fifty years. Now, when I say that, I mean things happen, you know. But if we address the gas line, the water line, we TV the sewer and drains, make sure they're all in good good order. Then you do the street and you reconstruct the street, reset the curbs, and going forward, we're going with uh, concrete sidewalks just about everywhere. And uh, and then you don't have to go back there for a long time. Now, obviously, if you have a water main break or something happens, it's different. But, you know, the old days under previous administrations, and I'm not pointing fingers, it's just the way it was done. It was the time. They used to just paint the streets black. It would be a half inch of overlay. It looked good for a year, and then all of a sudden the cracks start coming through again. You lose the curb reveal, which affects the drainage. You know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of things. In. So we're not getting as many streets done per year as we did when we painted them black, although we're touching 100 streets between last year and next year's construction season. But we're doing them right. And you don't have to go back to them for a long, long time. And last year, uh, the city council has been a great partner in so many things that we do, approved a major bond to get a lot more road work done. So 
My early years, we spent a lot of time on schools, public buildings, um, firehouses, other infrastructure. Next few years are going to be, and not ignoring those other things, but there'll be an extra focus on the roads to get more of them in the queue. The biggest challenge we have is, are there enough contractors out there to bid on this stuff in a timely way? We have so much going on. Interesting. And don't forget, a lot of communities are going through the same thing. So there's this heavy construction season. Everyone's trying to do things to get it done. Now, the goal is we'll get this stuff out to bid earlier during the winter when they're hungry. So as soon as the spring hits, they hit the street and get these. So, for example, this past year, a lot of streets were done with water mains and gas work. Now, those streets during the winter will settle. You'll get the thaw and the uh, the freeze and thaw settlement up and down. So the ground settles. So now by the time next spring happens, all the settling is done. Now you're going to do the street over, and we're in good shape. But then there's a number of new streets next year we'll be doing the water mains on and the gas mains on. So the cycle continues on those streets. So this time of year, we're up against it every year trying to get everything wrapped up because we're now getting into the colder weather. In a couple of more weeks, the, the asphalt plants will be closing because you can't apply asphalt when temperatures hit certain you know, they get down that cold. It, it doesn't doesn't lay out well um, in the cold. It, it likes to get down when it's warmer. It goes down when it's very hot, by the way, when it comes off the truck. And you got to get that thing rolled out before it gets too ki- chilly because then it doesn't, the finished product doesn't come out right. So, you know, Al Grazioso, our community public works, and Paul Costello, the engineering team, they're, they're on top of this. They get a good team. So next couple of weeks, those folks out there that the street's been affected, you know, the finishing uh, touches are coming up over the next two weeks, uh, and then we'll be done. And then for those that we maybe didn't get to the finishing touch, that will be done in the spring. Um, so a lot of work being done around the city. Of course, everyone that, you know, lives in different streets, they want their street done. I get it. Uh, Nobody had, likes to wait. They all think that they're, they just want to see the paving, but well, they don't think about it. this stuff. No, they don't. No, it. and yeah. why would you? I mean, really, it's, it's all uh, invisible, really. It's below the ground. You don't think about it until something happens, right. you know. Go to turn your faucet on, the water doesn't come out. Well, then you're upset. Then you're paying attention. What, what's going on here? Yeah. So that happened yesterday, by the way, uh, North Quincy High. I heard, yeah. Contractor uh, tapped uh, an old water main, um, and boom, we lost it for, for a day. The kids were very disappointed because they had to cancel school. But, <laughs> I'm sure they were. Um, but anyway, uh, so this stuff happens. Some stuff, <laughs> yeah. some stuff you can control, some stuff you can't. Uh, it's an old, old system. I, I always talk about that. We're an old city. With an old water system, an old sewer system, old roads, old buildings, old roads, cow paths uh, originally weren't they? Many of them were. That's right. So we're chipping away at it. We do it right. Granite curb. I know some folks down in certain sections. The tradition has always been whatever was there before we put back. In other words, we do go granite curb in most cases. Some places with these drainage challenges, or these these, for example, Grenwald Road off of Adam Street connects over to Dusen. Folks were a little upset because we didn't do granite curb. The problem is you've got a whole line on both sides of these mature oak trees. To do granite curb, you dig up the whole street. You'll be digging up the roots. You'll be digging up the trees. You'd have to go around the trees. Then all of a sudden, the trees are going to start to die, and it will change the whole feel of the street. So decision was made to do everything asphalt there, uh, Cape Cod berm, asphalt work around the trees and roots so you don't have a adverse effect on them. So decisions like that happen on the ground, too. You know, you get the arborists involved, uh, engineers involved. I know some folks on that street that would prefer to have granite curb, but when you when you weigh it with losing all the beautiful trees, uh, they get it, they understand it. Um, so different neighborhoods, you adapt for different reasons. But generally speaking, going forward, we're trying to do granite curb, which lasts a long, long time, and uh, concrete sidewalks, which look nicer and last a long time. I started to say the tradition has been whatever was there, we put back. We had a lot of asphalt sidewalks, and we backed asphalt sidewalks. 
Some people raised some heck about that uh, this past year. So we're taking a close look at the policy. And going forward, we're going to really lean to concrete everywhere we can. But exceptions, like I just described, there's always exceptions based on conditions of a of a street or a neighborhood. Well, that brings us to another point. I, I I thought this I found this really interesting the other day when you were talking to a men's group down at the Kennedy Center about the about tree planting and how different things are as opposed to years ago. And speaking of roads and salting the roads and how it affects the trees and talk about that. We've been planting a lot of trees. Let's talk. Sure. Really sure. Well, first of all, gr- growing up, um, and if you look at old city pictures, pictures of of different neighborhoods uh, back thirty years, forty years, fifty years. Most streets were tree-lined, and, and it almost looked like a tunnel going underneath the, yeah. the the crowns of the trees, this beautiful archway, if you will. And along came uh, utilities, you know, so the poles started to go in. It was, first it was an electric wire, then a telephone wire, then bigger electric wires, then cable lines and fire co- um, system lines. So all of a sudden, you, you're chipping away at the airspace that the trees would have otherwise taken up. That's That's above ground. Now, also, when I was a kid, people put snow tires on for the winter. <laughs> yeah. The reason for that is most of the side streets were side-packed. I mean, a snow, um, a snow-packed on the side streets, the mains were kind of clear for the most part. But the side streets, pretty much all winter. I mean, you probably remember skid hopping. Skid hopping. I never did that. All the, I did but all I the time. But I bet you did. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I had banged your head in a few bumpers. I'm sure. <laughs> that does explain a few things. That's, that's how, think about how dangerous but, that is, by the way. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Insane. But But so now the expectation today is that all the streets have to be black. So they're plowed. They're salted. So that salt, you know, gets into the loom board as the grass strips behind the curb. It, it affects, the, the, obviously, the grass in those strips, but also has an adverse effect on many of the tree varieties. That's another factor. And then you deal with the regular urban conditions of compaction, which is the soil gets very hard so the water and air don't penetrate the roots. That has an adverse effect. When your car tailpipe is up against that green strip, you turn the car on, where do the fumes go? The gas go right into that soil. So the carbons get into the soil. That has a negative effect. So street trees today, it's a real challenge to get them to thrive. They'll never get to the maturity on those areas that we have them planted in. Now, there's, again, there's different neighborhoods with different streets. If you go up to Wellesley Hill, for example, yeah. Warren Ave, you know, the grass strip's probably three foot wide. Right. So there's plenty of room for the tree. Yeah. But there's other streets that may be 18 inches wide. We probably shouldn't be planting trees in some of these locations. And those are decisions we're going to have to make going forward. Because if you're planting it in a concrete sidewalk under the wires, right against the back of curb, then what's the chances of that tree really making it? You know, so it's a balance. We're always trying to strike that balance. Because we're a dense city, you know, we're we're built out city, so trees make a difference. They soften the look. They provide cooling. They provide benefits to to the uh, the ecology, to the different types of birds and things. Uh, yeah. That use them. Uh, they, uh, obviously, I was talking to a scout group this week, and I asked them some of the benefits of trees. And one of the kids said, "You know, they breathe in all the the lousy stuff, and they breathe out oxygen, and that's that's very true." So, with all this discussion about climate change, one of the most fundamental things we can do is plant more trees. It helps to clear the air. So, um, so it's important we do that stuff. So we, we are. Uh, hiring a new arborist, a tree warden, whose specialty has been, uh, he's been an expert in some different towns. He's been a tree warden in different towns. He's been involved in uh, different uh, environmental issues in other towns. Chris Haywood is his name. He'll be starting next Monday, this past week. 
We started uh, Julian Sullivan. She's the earth scientist that we hired at the Department of Natural Resources. So our, what was our park and forestry is now Parks, Forestry, Cemetery, Recreation, and Conservation. And we're putting the talent together really to be proactive uh, in so many of those areas. We've got hundreds of acres of salt marsh, for example, that we react to. And most of the time it's relating to flood control. Nobody's really been the custodian on how important these are to our environment, to the ecology in around the coast, to the fish, to the birds, uh, et cetera. So this, uh, and listen, I'm, I'm a, I believe in the environment. I, nobody's ever described me as a real tree hugger, but uh, <laughs> I do love the environment, and I think it's important we, we do, uh, do a better job as custodians of the environment. So we're going to go, I think we're raising the bar really in the city you know, on these issues. And, of course, it's, it's headed by Dave Murphy, who was my assistant for years at the parks. He went on to be a town manager in Randolph for a number of years. David is a great leader. He's got a great understanding of budgets and management. And so it's a great team down there. We're, we're making uh, great progress. And I think that uh, over the next couple of years, the, the goal is to plant a couple thousand trees throughout our city to help replace the depleted urban forest. We're also adding a lot more trees in parks. Kincaid, for example, there's probably 12 trees when we started that project. When we finish, there's probably going to be 150 new trees in that's that amazing. whole project. Wow. I mean, and in park trees are, are beautiful because you don't have to deal with road salt and those issues that we described. They have a great opportunity really to thrive. So that's going to be quite a park. The too, cemetery right? in Mount Wallace and planting 150 yeah. trees in wow. there. Um, so we are, uh, we are turning the corner and paying more attention to that. Um, as the park commissioner for 12 years, it's important to me, and we got, we got to do a better job at it. And we don't plant children for our children's children, but our children's 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 uh-huh. you know i mean that's yeah. when you think about how long it takes a tree to mature it takes a long long time so mm. we got to keep that up and uh, keep that focus on and it does make a difference in neighborhood when you get on the street you see some trees that may be 10 or 15 years old it's it makes the street beautiful it, it softens does. the concrete asphalt and yeah. some of the structures on the street so that's that uh, urban setting uh sort of forestry within the urban urban setting yeah it gives it gives a little bit more of a suburban feel yeah. when you have the trees in it yeah. if you just concrete sidewalks with no trees up and down well you feel like you're in the inner city it just it doesn't have a good feel so uh, yeah i'm still i'm still i still get stuck on the uh on the fact that people expect i just keep remembering when we were kids blizzard of 78 everything stopped yeah. There was no, I mean, when there was snowstorms, it was packed snow on those streets. And just the level, when did it happen that people now expect yeah, it to I, I be completely every, black? Yeah, everything is instant today. It's everything amazing. is instant, expectation and all. I mean, I remember the, the power going out frequently with kids, oh, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. and you deal. We thought it was fun, you know, at the but time. People but people forget. You do forget. You do forget. Amazing. We take a lot of things for granted. Now, I understand people pay, you know, you pay taxes to get good services, and I think you get great services in the city. I know you pay for utilities, so you. You're not expecting a power outage, you know. So the expectation, the bar has been certainly raised uh, on all of these issues, and I think we're meeting the challenge in the city. So we're not going to go back. You're not going to see snowpack streets again uh, unless we have a crazy winter like 2015 again. Yeah. <laughs> um, good Lord, that was awful. Uh, yeah. So, you know, Dave Murphy and his team doing a great job. I expect some some good things happening out of there going forward uh, and uh, – the state's been doing some major tree planting statewide. Some of that's been in Quincy. Yeah. So uh, we got to continue to do that. It's very, very important to the environment. I wanted to bring up uh, the meeting that you had on, under your first mayoral advisory committee meeting last uh, this 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 week on Wednesday night. We mm-hmm. had our first mayoral advisory committee meeting uh, downstairs at the town hall um, in the lower level, where you opened it up and welcomed everybody. But that's your initiative for the four hundred, looking toward 
2025, right. where we want to see our city. This was the first step. This is actually not the first step. We already went. We had a number of steps. Absolutely, yeah. we started this about two years ago. Really, right. so and 36 was, people so. show up the other night as your committee members and some other folks joined us. We have a few opening spots. I know that for some of the uh, six pillars of the 400. But but man, what a great night and a great uh, workshop that was held by Bob Damon and and uh, yes, and for those people that are listening that may not be aware, it's it's something we did start in 2025. We celebrate our 400th as a settlement, Captain Wollaston. 1625. So we were Wollaston, most of the city before we were part of Braintree. The northern part of the city was part of Dorchester, Squanum area. Uh, actually, there was a little bit probably part of Milton down by State Street. So, you know, as we, as things move forward, you know, the town was separated. Quincy became Quincy and separate from Braintree, et cetera, et cetera. But there's been so much, so much history. And as you know, we reconnected with the tribe from Quincy. Uh, the Massachusetts uh, tribes, yeah. and, you know, descendants of that tribe, and they were there as a matter of and, fact. Yeah. And yeah, Ferris, I saw him there. Um, so, so our history is is pretty remarkable for the formation of this nation, and uh, it's just a great opportunity for us to use this exercise to look at every aspect of our community, and, and just ask the simple question: How can we do better? I think we do very well here, but we can always improve. I don't care what you talk about; we can always improve. So, putting uh, some great community people here with talent and and skill sets to come to the table and come up with some ideas, thoughts and bang them around and see what makes some sense. It's we're gonna have a great celebration in two thousand twenty five, but where do we want to be as a community in two thousand twenty five? And and going forward, that doesn't mean it all ends in two thousand twenty five. Yeah. It's a great exercise to bring people to take this is your city, their city. Uh, this is their and your community if you're listening from Quincy and uh, you, you have a voice, and this is a great opportunity to weigh in on those issues like education, transportation, capital assets, health and wellness, history, uh, arts, tourism, economic, economic growth, development. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. So all of those things, and there's certainly overlap between them, and I know initially we had dozens of <laughs> headings, and we had to kind of narrow it down to focus a little bit more, uh, but we've got great uh, feedback from the from the community, there's been a lot of surveys done online and physical surveys done that were submitted. And people really responded. People have responded, and uh, it shows they really care about the community, which is what makes Quincy so great, really. We don't necessarily agree on everything, but people really care and get involved here. They're fully engaged. Yeah. It's awesome. They really do. This Most is a, of the time. This is a, <laughs> well, this is a positive thinking forward type of initiative. And with all of the communities between 2020 and 2030 that are celebrating their 400th anniversary, this is different. Everyone's looking at their year of celebrations, which you've said, yeah, well, of course we'll have a year of celebrations, but we're now meeting with those other communities as well. We're meeting right. with them on Wednesday, on Monday in Weymouth with uh, Salem, Gloucester, Boston, sure. uh, Provincetown to Plymouth. To, they're all, you know, from, there's a lot of stories to tell between those 10 years. Yep. And, but what you're doing different is different from what everyone else is in the sense we're, we're doing a lot deeper uh, of a dive into where we want to be by 2025 or by our 400th anniversary. So it's exciting. It is exciting. It is exciting. And we have a great team on it. Um, obviously you're on it, Mark. Um, appreciate your work. Maureen Gary has been privilege, part of yeah. this. Alicia Mole has been part of it. Yep. Nicole Rapucci, Caroline Keenan, Bob Damon, and so many others. My and immediate Chris staff, Walker, Chris yeah. Walker, um, chief of staff, um, and a lot of others. But um, you guys have been the backbone of it and uh, we got to keep it moving. We're going to be talking a little bit more after the first year about you know, some of the stuff that'll be happening, uh, we'll be looking for. I know we've talked a little bit on this show, I think about the performing arts center. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say from the meet, from the meetings that we had 
and with our Quincy 400 initiative that you would put us out to task to go meet with the community and then right. online surveys, the thing that rose to the top always was a performing arts center. So you've now commissioned well, us to meet monthly with the arts let's, community. Let's be careful now. You said performing arts center. We heard a lot about <laughs> different types of art. Slash and culture. Arts and yeah. That's right. Yeah. So we're looking at a, a culture slash arts center, which would have venues for performing arts as well. So that's what we're looking at. And I know that uh, Laurie O'Connell and um, some other folks have come together at my invitation to just talk about that at the table and to think about what we need for square footage, how big should the venue or venues be, what kind of rooms do we need for storage, What, all of those things. Uh, I will get into, after the first of the year, more on the location of it and more of the financing. But this, the role of this committee is really to put together the the guts of the parameter, if you will, of what we're looking to do. Now, at the end of the day, it's what we can afford to do. Yeah. Uh, I understand. But now is the time to throw everything on the table yeah. and to kind of weed through it all and come up with, okay, what makes sense? What are the priorities? At the end of the day, I don't know that everyone will be totally happy on that committee because they all come from different sure. uh, perspectives. And I, and I understand that. And that's why they're at the table. But, um, you know, if you're, if you're a, 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 a painter in the arts community, maybe you're not as interested in, in what's going on in the, the theater portion. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Sure. So yeah. I get it. Um, but hopefully we'll accommodate uh, the different aspects uh, of the art community. And, and uh, I think that, you know, with all we got going on in the city, right, Mark, there's people moving here because of, they love this place, they love what's going on. We got great transportation, great natural resources. The school system is incredible. Our emergency response times for fire and police is unmatched in the state, any city outside. Uh, I could go on and on and on. But with all the redevelopment going on, we got incredible new transformation of the downtown, a new neighborhood, new apartments, condos, new stores, new restaurants. The final piece, I think, is this center we're talking about. It's yeah. the icing on the cake, if you will, of yeah. the new Quincy. Of the Bill Dalhan said he, he he sees it as a renaissance of, of this city. Whatever the term one wants to use. Now, everyone, not everyone agrees with how they look at this. Some okay. people don't like the change. Some people don't like that's okay. <laughs> uh, some of the development and growth. It is okay. Everyone yeah. has an opinion, and they, they were, certainly do have a right to it. But the goal is really to focus the development in the areas like the downtown, along the spine of the track. Stay out of the neighborhoods like Marymount and Beachwood and West Quincy, Wellison Hill. You know, the, the single-family neighborhoods. Let's not encroach on them. But we've got room for new development in some of these more traditionally commerce areas of our city along the MBTA line. So, Which, by the way, helps to keep the residential neighborhoods and the taxes down. Doesn't yeah, believe it or not, yeah, uh, I know I get into this discussion frequently with people, <laughs> and, I, and I, I said this a number of times, I probably said it on this show at, ad nauseum, but, you know, we're not the highest taxes around, we're not the lowest around. We do fall right in the middle, but I will say it with certainty and great confidence and great pride that we are at the top of the list when it comes to serving the residents of our community, whether it's education or any of those things I just described earlier, Quincy is the best. And on that note, I think we should wrap it up. What do you think? Sounds good, Maki. Thank you, Mayor. You go to the bathroom? Or <laughs> no, you just, no, just yeah. okay. That was good. I think that was a good, full, packed show. All right. Look All forward right. to next week. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>